When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. All right, then uh, where are you located at? Well, we'll talk you down, and then you can uh, go ahead and just stop on the runway, okay? Pretty amazing that uh, an air traffic controller who was a flight instructor uh, found the instructions online and then just guided this man to land the plane. Pretty amazing. Originally, they told him, hey, just level it out. Take a look. You're staying right there at 5,000 feet. We're going to try to find you on radar. And then once we do, we'll figure it out. So just relax. Keep yourself even. Keep those wings steady and stay at the altitude you're at. And they did. And then they talked him in. And he landed the plane, stopped. Pretty amazing. Uh, You know, you think to yourself, could you do that? And, you know, the answer is obviously, well, yeah, if you had to, you'd have to remain calm and figure it out. I would guess, my guess would be, look, I'm putting this thing down on the water. You need to come and find me. Because I don't know about landing on concrete. Although hitting the water is probably just as bad. You know, I'm not a pilot, but I'm just guessing. Pretty incredible that something happened to the pilot. Uh, he was incoherent and we don't know why he was coming from the Bahamas into Florida. This was at, uh, this landing took place at Palm beach, uh, international airport. And so they, you know, they found him on radar they talked him down and he landed no problem. One of the original stories. And obviously, you know, I know facts change all the time with stories. Well, I mean, uh, reports change, not necessarily the facts. And, uh, they were like three souls on board, but really there were only two. And, uh, so there was the pilot and the passenger on this. I mean, it was like, could seat, I think 12 people on this Cessna and they were the only ones on it. I wonder if there was anything else on the plane. Just wondering, since we haven't heard anything else about this particular flight. I mean, I know it's under investigation, but we haven't got a name of the pilot who was incoherent. We haven't got a name of the passenger. We saw a picture of the air traffic controller and the passenger on the on the tarmac as they met. And, you know, I'm sure we'll become some kind of friends. They're just calling on the phone every so often to say, hey, thanks for saving my life. But I just would be interested to know why we were flying from the Bahamas into Florida and how your pilot was incoherent, how it was only U2 on the U2, not the band, U2, U2 humans uh, on this plane alone. Was there anything else on the plane? You know, hopefully that'll come out of the investigation and hopefully we'll hear about it. I don't know, maybe it's just me. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. (laughs) 
So those of you in New York waiting to get your money from the Mega Millions tickets, uh, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer, okay? Uh, the prize payments have been temporarily suspended. Wait, what? Yeah, uh, they gave you the wrong numbers. <laughs> I actually gave you a wrong number. So I'm, I'm a little confused at what actually happened. So John Crow, I guess their lottery host, read the gold Mega Ball as six instead of nine during the drawing all right so the winning numbers were later published so john says the nine is a six or no i gotta get this right now see that's why they paused it (laughs) yeah no that's right he said uh the mega ball was a six instead of a nine now millie who types it in and and then posts it posts the six but when you look at the numbers, the numbers are the nine. So, okay, we got to shut everything down. Stop. We got to figure out what we're going to do here. I don't know how they fix it uh, because they were, you know, they blame it on human error and the real number was drawn. We see it on the screen. It said nine and he said a six and Millie typed in a six. So tough, right? I guess if you had the six, sorry. And those of you that have the nine, I hope you didn't rip your ticket up. Make sure you keep your tickets because we're going to resolve the problem soon. Then we'll let you know, you know, you could come and get your money if you're one of the winners. That would be really, really hard to take. If you were the, had 15, 19, 20, 61, 70. Yes. All I need is the mega ball. I need the six. I need the six. There it is. He said the six. I don't know. The ball looks like a nine, but he said the six. I know, but the ball looks like a nine, but he said the six. I know. And look, they typed it up. They promoted it. It's the six. No, no. The picture is the nine. Sorry. You're not taking home the mega. Only It was only worth $99 million, so what are you going to do? I'll tell you one thing you can do. Quit your whining. That's what you can do. Quit your whining. So I see everybody was making, uh, making a big deal out of this uh, employer who posted a sweat pledge, or who allegedly posted a sweat pledge at their work uh, up on Reddit. Uh, a Redditor known as Cass Baxter claimed his wife was asked to sign this pledge before starting her job and the document posted on the site consisted of 13 rules workers must follow and it's the sweat pledge he posted the sweat pledge skill and worth skill and work ethic aren't taboo that's kind of that's the mike rowe thing right i mean mike rowe and uh my son elvis fisher both have a sweat pledge uh mike rowe has a 13 or i think this is a 12 point uh sweat pledge skill and work ethic aren't taboo this particular sweat pledge that everyone was whining about because it didn't want you to whine so people of course had to whine about it changed a few up from the mike roll pledge i know that uh my son better you performance has his sweat sessions strength within everyone at all times uh, although he is not a he's not a whiner, so you know he kind of goes by the sweat pledge of micro as well. Uh, not quite as many rules to follow. 
Like, uh, you know, the first one is, I believe that I've won the greatest lottery of all time. I'm alive. I walk the earth. I live in America. Above all things, I'm grateful. I believe that I'm entitled to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Nothing more. I also understand that happiness and the pursuit of happiness are not the same thing. I believe there's no such thing as a bad job. I believe that all jobs are opportunities and it's up to me to make the best of them. Uh, I do not follow my passion. I bring it with me. I believe that any job can be done with passion and enthusiasm. Uh, those, are, those are Mike Rose uh, points, I believe. Uh, number five, I believe that my safety is my responsibility. This is where he gets away from micro. Uh, Mike at number five talks about, I deplore debt. Uh, this one talks about, I believe that my safety is my responsibility. I understand that being in compliance does not necessarily keep me out of danger. Number six, I believe the best way to distinguish, distinguish myself at work is to show up early, stay late, and cheerfully volunteer for every crappy task there is. See, I don't know that this is real, but all right, that, may, that line alone makes me feel like it's not real. I believe the most annoying sounds in the world are whining and complaining. <laughs> <laughs> I will never make them. If I'm unhappy at work, I will either find a new job or find a way to be happy. Uh, this is, you know, a veering away from the Mike Rose sweats and the Elvis Fisher sweat pledges. I believe that my education is my responsibility and absolutely critical to my success. I am motivated to learn as much as I can from whatever sources are available to me. I believe that I am a product of my choices, not my circumstances. I will never blame anyone for my shortcomings, and I will never accept credit for something I do not do. Okay, I understand the world is not fair, and I'm okay with that. I do not resent uh, the success of others. And this, it goes on, it talks about this particular whining pledge. It talks about how it has 13 rules, which, uh, you know... Mike Rose has 12, and this picture in the story has 10. So, I feel like it's not real. I like the idea of quit your whining. <laughs> it's kind of a parent thing, uh, you know, to parents, to kids, uh, quit your whining. But, uh, you know, between uh, that one and the real strength pledges, or the real sweat pledges, uh, you know, from Elvis Fisher, strength within everyone at all times. And uh, Mike Rose, 12 part sweat pledge, uh, skill and work ethic aren't taboo. Uh, I feel like the particular whining one is just not real. But, you know, it's kind of funny. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Mm. <sighs> Hey, summer is right around the corner. And with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars. Built Bars are perfect snack to take with you for things like family vacations. Throw them in your bags and your kids' backpacks just to make sure everyone has a bar. So you're all fueled for your summer adventures. Here's the best part of Built Bars. They're both healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing taste for healthiness. Because with Built Bars, you get both. It's easy. All you have to do is go to built.com and order now. 
All built bars and puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means when you snack, you're snacking healthy and actually enjoying it in the process. Have you even tried the puffs yet? They come in great flavors, banana cream pie, even churro. And I mean, seriously, who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? Uh, raise your hands. That's what I thought. Okay, put them back down. And they're only 140 calories. Built Bar makes sure that there's something for everyone. Check them out today. I, I, I can't tell you what flavor I like the most because every time I taste a new flavor, yep, that's my new favorite. I mean, it's such a great addiction to have. Uh, Built Bars. Built.com. Go to built.com, use the promo code Jeffy, get 10% off your order right now. Use promo code Jeffy, J-E-F-F-Y, duh, built.com. Use the promo code Jeffy, get 10% off at built.com. You know, and if you're thinking about joining the uh, Hollywood crowd, you may want to use the built bars to get yourself in shape because it looks like everybody's getting naked. And there's only, you know, a few of us that you want to see naked. Uh, you know, so yesterday we talked about Brittany uh, getting naked on the old Insta. We got Hillary Duff now uh, getting naked for women's health. And uh, she wants to, you know, let you know that how great she's doing and how great her life is. And she's turned her life around and she's still living in the house after her divorce in 2016 but now she's married again and she's got a couple new kids plus the older kids and everything is just beautiful and she's taking care of herself and she's getting in shape and she just wants you to be able to look at her nakedness (laughs) i'm not opposed i mean it's okay uh you know her her routine of you know her perfect ideal night is her and coma hubby are in a big white bed by 7 30 eating takeout sushi and watching their shows she'll crochet or maybe read a chapter from a book currently she's reading the argonauts and the self-help book the mastery of self before falling asleep this is the routine that truly nourishes her is it Okay, you know, whatever. You got it, Hillary. If that's it, uh, you know, you got it. She loves seeing her therapist. She tells her kids, hey, if you can't, if you, if you can't feel comfortable talking to, you know, your family and friends, then, you know, hey, we can get you to a therapist. <laughs> and according to her, the kids said, I don't need a therapist. And she was like, no, no, no. I didn't say you needed a therapist. I said, I love my therapist. I always feel better when I, when I leave because I can say whatever I want and not feel judged. Everybody needs that. So I try to, I try to not miss a therapy appointment. I've challenged myself to not miss an appointment until June. And I've already failed that mission. Gosh, darn it. I mean, you know, the show's going to start shooting again, and we bust our ass off to get our bodies in shape and look the best we can. We get facials and Botox and our hair done and highlights and brows and lash lifts and all of this crap. But I want to I wanna work on the inside as well. That's the most important part of the system. And how's that for some naked truth? Well, that's wonderful, Hillary. And you look beautiful naked, too. We're all getting naked. We're all getting naked. That's the deal now. (laughs) 
We have the Jesse Williams actor in New York. He's pissed. He gets naked in his show uh, on Broadway, but and they're not supposed to take pictures. People are supposed to, you know, put their phone in the little bag and not take pictures. And now someone has leaked a photo of Jesse Williams naked on stage because heaven forbid, it's okay that he gets naked on stage in front of an audience every night. But man, you better not post that online. Too late, Jesse. You knew it was going to happen. Hello. Well, no more. Uh, right now, following the leak on social media, cell phone video and photos of naked Jesse Williams star, uh, the venue has installed an infrared camera system facing the audience that will be monitored in real time by the venue's security team. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> taking naked pictures of anyone without their consent is highly objectionable and can have severe legal consequences well yeah but you're already giving the go-ahead by getting naked on stage are you not jesse i mean i would i would hope that there's an attorney out there that could you know be on my side there if i were the one to you know happen to snap a shot of jesse naked on stage for you know an online audience i wouldn't oh my gosh don't look at me like that i there's no way i would ever do anything like that but uh, it's unacceptable and a violation of trust between the actor and audience and we just can't have that so apparently i don't know what happens when they catch you uh you know if the infrared camera has a gun taped to it or part of it and that's part of the deal and they just uh, you know it goes off and it says uh you know row eight seat three i mean that's kind of loud might throw off the whole you know what's going on on stage and the audience kind of freaking out but it would work you do it once man nobody else is taking a picture <laughs> <laughs> all right we've got we've got another camera going off uh row four seat 10 all right everyone sit back down someone inadvertently taking pictures uh of people on stage uh, jesse you can uh you can put your clothes back on or stay naked no problem uh, everyone else uh, if we catch you with a camera you know what happens especially you there and, oh there's another one row nine seat 11 <laughs> I mean, you probably need a silencer. I don't know. It might, uh, you don't want those gunshots are going to really affect the play. But anyway, don't do it. They're going to be monitoring everyone going into that theater for, you know, when Jesse Helms, because we can't have anyone taking pictures. You can only view the nakedness in person. <laughs> That's not for the internet, my friends. And then we have Kelly Hughes, who is speechless and honored. And she's so speechless. She posted this, of course, on Instagram. Speechless and honored to be in the SI Swimsuit 2022 as the first woman to expose her C-section scar in magazines in the in the magazine's history. Oh, that is congratulations, Kelly. That's I mean, she's not naked. Uh, she's, you know, of course wearing her swimsuit because it is the swimsuit edition, but she does have the bottom pulled down so you're able to see the C-section scar like I mean, I'm not sure why that is such a big deal. I guess that she worked for years to, uh, you know, get over it because she's a model and she struggled with insecurities from the scar and the recovery was difficult. But I, it wasn't until I embraced my scar that I experienced the true power in it. And that's, I mean, that's wonderful. 
That is wonderful. I mean, this edition of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition is going to be great. You've got Kelly showing off her C-section scar, which is, I mean, hello. And then we've got all the uh, WNBA players because uh, they're featuring the WNBA players in this issue. It's going to be great. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it, especially now. Not only was I looking forward to the <laughs> WNBA players uh, showing up in the uh, swimsuit edition because, man, uh, you know, tremendous. But now I get to see the WNBA players and Kelly Hughes and her C-section scar. That is uh, amazing. I can almost bet, and I, I don't know this, I'm just going out on a limb here, I can almost bet that the WNBA players do not have C-section scars. I know I'm way out on a limb, but it's just, uh, you know, I'd, I'd take the bet. Another thing I would take a bet on with the WNBA uh, women in the SI Swimsuit Edition is that they are, you know, upset that they don't even come close to making the list of the highest paid athletes. I mean, um, the NBA players, uh, 36 NBA players are listed in the top 100 rankings of uh, athletes who made the most money this past year. <laughs> LeBron James, number one, uh, $126.9 million he made last year. <laughs> Incredible. He's not even in the playoffs, sitting home, twiddling his thumbs. Unbelievable. There are two women in the top 100. Uh, Naomi Osaka, 53.2 million, and Serena Williams, 35.3 million dollars they made last year. The top 10? All right, you ready? I told you LeBron, number one already uh, at 126.9 million dollars last year. Then you have Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, Lionel made 122 million. Cristiano made 115 million. Neymar made 103 million. And then you get down to number 10, and you've got basketball players, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. Uh, Federer made 85.7 million. Uh, and Tiger Woods is still hanging in there at number 10, uh, $73.5 million. Now, I know there were some, you know, most of them, uh, you know, on the list in the top 100, there's a number of NFL quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, uh, Trevor Lawrence made the list, $32.8 million. He's the youngest on the list at 22 years of age with $32.8 million. Oof. Good for him. Good for all these people, man. Congratulations on making the top 100 list. And man, if you ever feel the need that you need to, you know, I don't know, distance yourself from some of that cash, uh, you can email me, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. You can direct message me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. You can message me on Facebook or Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. And uh, you, maybe you can message me on YouTube with the Chewing the Fat channel and just say, hey, uh, fatso, I need to distance myself from some of this cash. And so here's a few million for Chewing the Fat or whatever you want to give up. I mean, I'm just, I just threw a few million out there. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not giving you any ideas or anything. I'm just saying, you know, congratulations on you for being you. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So yesterday as I'm scrolling through the old Instagram, I see a post here that uh, is by the Duwamish tribe. And it's uh, occupied Duwamish territory. And I thought, well, okay, what about, who are the Duwamish tribe? So it says here under their post that for at least 12,000 years, the Duwamish people have been living in what is now called King County. We are the host tribe of Seattle. Our people are buried under the streets and the sidewalks and houses of Seattle. Their DNA rises from the roots of the trees, and when the wind blows through the leaves, those are the sounds of our ancestors. After 17 decades of broken promises, cultural erasure, and outright persecution since white settlers landed, we are now experiencing a moment of hope like never before, and momentum is growing. We are fighting to restore our status as a federally recognized tribe, and we invite you to join with us. Hashtag stand with the Duwamish. It goes on. Um, It really uh, goes to the next uh, reason to support uh, federal acknowledgement of the Duwamish tribe. And it gives a list of uh, the Duwamish are the first people of Seattle. Treaties have been unfulfilled for 167 years. They're stewards of the environment and tribal traditions. 600 members deserve the same rights and resources other tribes have. It's time. Next page. How to support federal acknowledgement of the Duwamish tribe. And it gives you ways to support it. And then it also gives you a guide to supporting the Duwamish tribe by donating, endorsing, advocating, and learning. And I wondered, well, that's interesting that uh, they put that out. Uh, you know, why Why are they doing that right now? Then I read where the government report that was released yesterday uh, revealed at least 500 Native American children died in U.S. boarding schools. The report, commissioned by Interior Secretary Deb Holland, uh, H-A-A-L-A-N-D, also found more than uh, 50 burial sites across the country. Officials expect the number to rise, I bet they will, as they continue to investigate. Dating back to the 1800s, the U.S. government took Native American children from their communities and forced them to attend boarding schools. The goal, to get them to assimilate and take their tribal land. Children suffered from physical and sexual abuse, malnourishment, and overcrowding. Some were also placed in solitary confinement. The report came without a formal apology from the U.S. government or its role, something indigenous communities have called for. I don't know what happens when the U.S. government says, hey, sorry, but I wouldn't be surprised that that actually happens. Uh, Of course, it was horrific. Uh, what happened. I don't know that uh, saying you're sorry is ever going to be enough. In fact, it obviously is not going to be. But what throws me on this is that continued in this story is that, uh, you know, eerily familiar. If this finding sounds familiar, that's because countries like Canada and Australia have gone through a similar reckoning. And they, of course, mentioned the uncovered hundreds of unmarked graves in Canada. That has been proven false. I, mean, I don't understand why we keep we keep 
pointing out these uncovered, unmarked graves, hundreds of them in Canada, which has been proven false. And then, of course, they mentioned Australia, which they believe uh, you know, hundreds of massacres have been accounted for. Have they? So, I mean, do I think that it was, you know, do they, does the uh, Duwamish, am I, am I standing with the Duwamish? Sure. Should they be recognized? You know, why not? Recognize them. But recognizing them and saying we're sorry, the government saying we're sorry for uh, any, you know, all the bad deeds that were done over the years. And then, you know, what'd be great is if we just, you just give us the land back and we'll just take it all. And you know what? We want all your money too. And we want everything. So no, uh, no, uh, no, no, I'm all for, I'm all for, you know, all the indigenous communities having what they need to survive and, you know, do their past histories and, and I'm sorry for what happened. I didn't have anything to do with it. So, sorry. But, nah, I could just shouldn't say, you know what? We're all sorry. We're all sorry. It was a terrible thing that happened. There, I'll just leave it at that. I mean, there's a lot of things to worry about these days. And I haven't put the indigenous peoples at the top of the list. I mean, I'm worried about uh, baby food shortages. Maybe it's just me worried about feeding the babies that we have. Uh, I know that uh, Megan McCain, who I'm not, you know, was not a big, huge fan of Megan, but uh, she's that was actually pretty funny talking. Uh, she wrote a piece that uh, talked about uh, the Biden administration uh, is uh, ignoring the baby formula shortage, uh, but they sure would be prepared if erectile dysfunction pills were at risk. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that to be true. And then I see where we've got some other billionaire CEO saying, hey, you know what? Uh, rationing of fuel is right around the corner. Oh, good, 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 good. Now he's specifically talking about diesel fuel. He's already talking about that there's shortages uh, on the East Coast already. So he's saying that they're going to experience uh, rationings and shortages uh, on the East coast, which means that we all will be affected by this rationing if we don't have to actually have the rationing in our neighborhoods. So, you know what? I, I kind of worried about that. I'm not really worried about, uh, the indigenous communities issue. It's on the list. I just, it's not as high on the list as it probably should be. I know. I know. I mean, layoffs are sweeping the U S companies are making cuts all over uh you know we have uh, meta introducing a hiring freeze meta introducing a hiring freeze they're not laying off but they're not hiring anybody amazon is saying you know our warehouses man we've got way too many people Poof. we're gonna have to do something about that robin hood uh we heard it was cut their staff we've uh, we've got stories we've had many stories about all these companies that are making cuts i mean uber is talking about uh, making a more cautious approach to scaling of certain projects. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, you know, we're the stock is plummeting a little bit, and uh, you know, recessions. And we're just uh, you know, harsher conditions are anticipated. Oh, okay. Well, okay, good. Uh, that's that's darn good news, right? Not really. No. So, I mean, we could blame it on Putin. 
we can blame it on Trump. Uh, we certainly are trying to do that. I know that this president is uh, blaming it on the uh, ultra MAGA crowd, or as the uh, since uh, he can't remember what he called them the day before yesterday, then he had to call him the great MAGA king the day after. So I don't know what he's calling him today, but we're definitely uh, blaming everything on Trump. It certainly isn't anything that this administration has done. So I excuse me. If I'm not really, if I haven't moved the indigenous people up on my list of things to worry about, but it's there though. Remember I told you it was there. It's just not at the top. I mean, we have abortion right activists, uh, getting ready to uh, burn down the streets again. Uh, and it's good. It's good, right? Yes, it's wonderful. Don't worry about it. Uh, you know, pro-choice activists are already outside of the Supreme Court justices' homes. And so the fight is taken to the streets. We have public servants, <laughs> right? people who hold public office, uh, telling people to take up arms uh, because of this. Oh, okay. All right. No problem. Sure. We can do that. Let's go after everything that we hold dear and near to our hearts. But for sure, though, I want to support the Duwamish. I do. I want to support the Duwamish, but it's a couple things higher up on the list. I, you know, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. So you want to support the Duwamish? You go ahead and hashtag. What's the hashtag? I'll make sure I get it right because uh, you hashtag stand with the Duwamish. Du- Stand, hashtag stand with the Duwamish. Okay, uh, that's the hashtag, and then of course you can put tribe as a word after that. But the the hashtag does not have tribe in it. The hashtag is just stand with the Duwamish. So you want to support them? I'm all for it. <laughs> So this story out of South Carolina is uh, one of uh, sadness, one of uh, you chuckle to yourself and say, yeah, well, that's what you get. Uh, Maybe that's uh, you shouldn't have done what you did. So authorities were called to this man's house because he was unresponsive in the backyard. Uh, Apparently looked like he had a heart attack and died. And uh, as they were investigating, uh, they noticed that, uh, hey, what's that, uh, that hole? It looked like a freshly dug hole there in the in the backyard, close to where he was laying on the ground. And uh, man, it looks like uh, whew, looks like there's a a bunch of uh, trash bags and uh, something wrapped up in those trash bags down in the pit. Uh, let's we'll pull that out of there. See what that is. Oh, that's a lady that knew the guy that is dead. Yeah. Uh, so he strangled this lady, wrapped her up into trash bags. Uh, and then, uh, you know, he dug a big grave for her in the backyard. He was going to, and as he was burying her, <laughs> uh, he had a heart attack and died. So maybe you ought to, shouldn't have done what you did. <laughs> so I'm saying it's not funny. It's horrible. I mean, the lady died from strangulation. He killed her. And then he thought he could get away with it. He wrapped her up. 
dug a hole in the backyard. It's going to bury it in the back, bury her in the backyard. Yeah, no, uh, you got you got your heart attack is going to kill you. And so you're just going to lay in the backyard with the same person you killed uh, until we find you. Okay. Uh, not a good plan. Uh, not a good plan at all. But uh, like I said, a lot of people would say that uh, that is uh, retribution. And uh, maybe you should not have done what you did. A lot of people would say that. I mean, I guess this is a who died, who died today segment because uh, we've got this guy, uh, two people, actually. The guy he killed, the lady he killed, and himself. And then uh, we have the, you remember we talked about the guy who got the pig heart? Uh, he was, it was fantastic and it was wonderful and he had the pig heart. Remember, because he looked a lot older than he was. 50, yeah, he was 57 years old. And he looked like he was, I don't know, a hundred. So he was really struggling and he had, you know, he had, uh, he was happy to get this pig heart and, uh, you know, all he wanted to do according to the doctor. Now the doctor said this, I don't know this to be true, but the doctor said all he wanted to do was live. Huh? So I know big surprise. Go ahead. Put some pig heart in me. All I want to do is live. You'd think that's pretty much what everyone would say. But uh, he died a couple months after the surgery. You know, it was groundbreaking surgery. And they were happy that they, you know, they finally did it. And it appeared to work. Uh, but uh, the problem was, is that uh, the pig was uh, carrying the uh, porcine virus. So it shouldn't have actually been put in the human. Wait, what? Yeah, the pig was supposed to be clean of all pathogens. But, uh, yeah, you know, with, uh, without the virus, uh, he probably would have lived. We don't know. But uh, that infection didn't help. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, no, can we quote you on that? Yeah. That infection didn't help. Oh, all right. So, you know, three weeks later, they began the recovery, and it really didn't look good for him. It looked like they, they were happy. They saw a little blip indicating the presence of uh, this uh, virus. But then, uh, you know, he was fine before then. So it was like he was fine for three or four weeks. Uh, isn't that the way viruses work, Jeff? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. All right. So whatever. So I don't know what happens now with the family and how they worked that out. He may have signed everything away saying, you know, don't worry about it. Um, whatever happens, happens. Because I know you're putting this experimental pig heart in me. So, you know, sorry that it had a virus, but maybe you ought to, I don't know, waited for a human heart, which they couldn't get for him. So, I don't know. He got infected and he should have died. And he lived for an extra couple of months with the pig heart. But because the heart had a virus that it wasn't supposed to have, that, uh, then, then he, he died two months later. And uh, we believe that he would have lived longer had the pig been free of all infections and contaminants. But we don't know that. And we don't know. I mean, maybe we say that the pig is free of all this stuff and, you know, we put the pig heart in the human and the human says, it's a pig heart, it's a pig heart, it's a pig heart. I don't know. I don't know. But it really sucks to be him. (laughs) That's the hospital's response. Yeah, David Bennett Sr., Man, all he wanted to do was live. That's why he okayed us to put the pig heart in. But uh, it's the way it goes. Sorry.
I know that's mean. I you know I didn't. I don't want the guy to die. You see, speaking of pigs, I see where and these are not. These are boars. They're wild boars. So the boars have taken over in Rome. The boars have taken over. The city now wants to try to. We don't know what to do. Uh, the population of African swine fever has been detected in the body of a dead animal. Uh, we got about 23,000 animals in and around the city. Uh, we just don't know. Wild boars are everywhere. We don't know what to do. Picnics. We're going to have to ban. We're banning picnics. And uh, don't be putting your garbage cans outside the fence. We're going to fence those all off. And uh, we don't know what else to do. Really? We don't know what else to do? Uh, yeah, I mean, African swine fever, it's fatal to pigs and wild boars, but harmless to humans. Well, my question there is, is it? But it was found detected in the body of a dead boar. And uh, we just, you know, we're, we're, trying to, we're trying to get it under control. You have 23,000 wild boar living in and around Rome. And they're attacking people. Remember we had uh, Gaga, right? It wasn't Gaga? I think it was. Or no, no, it was, uh, what's her face? Shakira attacked with uh, the boars outside of Rome. Took her purse, ripped it off, took it all that. I mean, hello. Now the Italian health minister says uh, the situation, uh, maximum attention. Really? Yeah, we're also discussing a slaughtering plan to reduce the wild boar population. Yeah, that should have already been done. (laughs) I mean, I guess we're, well, we're going to have red zones uh, located in uh, uh, the area we're going to close, and uh, including the area close to Vatican, uh, we're just have red zones, and those zones we're going to make sure that uh, you know we keep everything locked up, and I don't want people. I don't want people being people. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Uh, we don't want uh, don't walk down the road with food. Don't leave uh, your rubbish bins overflowing. Uh, mostly in the north of the city, though. Well, yeah, uh, and then once you do that, where do they go? Oh, I don't know. The south of the city. Here you go. I say we uh, put a slaughtering plan to work, okay? And we start with every human that knows how to fire a gun. Oh, look, there's one of the 23,000 boars. We now have 22,999. Oh, look. 22,998 and you continue on (laughs) oh my gosh 99 boars on the road to kill 99 boars on the road you take one down you shoot him down 98 boars on the road to shoot I mean the song could go something like that 98 boars on the Road of Rome to shoot. 98 boars on the road of Rome to shoot. It doesn't really work that way. Uh, You know what I mean. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.